Okay, guys. Um, welcome to another edition of Cultural Class Podcast, uh, the podcast where we get to interact with people from different backgrounds and learn about other cultures. Uh, first things first, it is Thanksgiving weekend here in the U.S., so I just want to wish everyone out there uh, happy Thanksgiving for those in the U.S., uh, for other people, I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. Uh, we really don't have any guests today, but there are a couple of things I want to talk about. I mean, I do have uh, a recorded episode, I think, uh, but I decided to publish this instead. So this is my 50th episode, and today marks one year of the podcast. So I don't know if I should put like a drum roll effect or something, but... Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Even though I don't sound too excited, believe me, I'm jubilating uh, inside. Uh, so yeah, the first episode of the podcast was published December 1st, 2018. And today is December 2nd. I think I'll be releasing this December 2nd, 2018. So that's literally one year. And today is, uh, this is the 50th episode to be published. Just want to appreciate everyone. Uh, who has been tuning in to listen uh, all these weeks. Uh, I've never missed a week. I've been publishing every week for a year straight, so I'm really proud of that. Uh, for those who have been listening, for those who have been writing me emails, all that good stuff, I really appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Papa Chitao in uh, Canada, I appreciate it. Uh, Ryan over there in Ireland, I appreciate it. A couple of people listening from Nigeria, from D.C., brazil uh, all kinds of places uh, i really appreciate the love and the support i guess i've already talked about this so i thought i was gonna like you know talk about you know the journey of the podcast how i started the podcast why i started the podcast and all that good stuff uh, but if you guys want to hear about that uh, just scroll back and go to episode 25 uh, i touched on that a little bit on episode 25 so you can you know hear about my reasons for starting the podcast and if it's your first episode also tuning in you can go back to episode 25 and listen to that also to give you a sense of what i hope to achieve with this platform but uh today i have kind of like a treat for my day one listeners so those people who have been listening to me from episode one know that i wasn't the only host on the podcast i used to have a co-host uh tongwa who has since left to you know do our own thing on youtube uh no bad blood between both of us uh she's doing her own like video show she's still in the maryland uh, i'm over here in denver and she she has something called talk with akanji on youtube uh, so you guys can check that out but I dug into my archives and saw that there was an unpublished episode that I did with Tongwa. And, you know, listening back to it just brought back memories, you know, that dynamic between me and her in the studio and, you know, uh, the chemistry and everything uh, regarding, you know, recording. Uh, the chemistry we had, you know, in recording together and, you know, throwing jokes back and forth and things like that. So I just thought, hey, you know, since you guys haven't heard this episode, you know, why not publish it now? Uh, some of the things might be a little dated, uh, but for people who, you know, love Tongwa, uh, this would be your chance to, you know, hear a voice that you haven't heard uh, for a long time. 
yeah so yeah that's pretty much it uh, that's what i have for you guys today i hope to continue you know recording these podcasts with different people uh time and again uh i try to see how far i've come by you know spooling some statistics of my episodes and i got to realize that i've recorded more than three hour three thousand hours of uh conversation since uh we started the podcast so that's pretty big uh about three thousand hours or so of conversation or, or three thousand minutes i'm sorry <laughs> yeah three thousand hours would be a lot right uh three thousand minutes uh, of conversation recorded uh 50 episodes like i said again uh i've interviewed people from 22 different countries uh so everyone from uh, el salvador to we had someone from saudi arabia someone from uruguay and uh, a, bo- a host of other countries so uh it's my hope that you know i'll continue to reach out to these people people from different uh backgrounds people that uh, represent a different culture than i do and you know getting to talk to these people going into the future and you know building that bridge and understanding between cultures so yeah um my email hasn't changed it's uh, cultureclasspodcast at gmail.com uh send me an email if you have any questions let me know what you want me to do better how i can improve uh, now that it's a year old you know that whole excuse of hey you know i just a young podcast shouldn't still stand so uh, let me know what you guys think uh but in the meantime enjoy this unpublished episode with my former co-host uh tongwa akanji and i'll probably have the link to her new show in the description so if you want to check that out too uh, let me know what you think all right guys take care happy listening hi everybody welcome back to another episode of culture class podcast i'm your host akanji sorry I meant to say Tongwa. I mean, you don't know your Excuse name. Excuse me. No, 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 no. I I know my name. You forgot your name, <laughs> bro. No, I didn't forget my name. You have the different is, names I'm an for artist. different husbands. What's wow. A, what's the problem exactly? Wow. Okay, <laughs> the husbands one is new, um, <laughs> but um, so I I'm an artist and I go as an artist I go by Akanji, which is my middle name. Mm. So I get and I was in the studio last night, so I, I guess I'm in an Akanji frame of mind, and I keep saying my name as Akanji. Anyway. That's besides oh, so the wait, point. you're an artist? Yeah, I sing. So you say, yeah, that an artist and your art your well, stage artists name don't is always sing. Why are you looking at me? I'm making like your artist name is Akanji. Yes. Your podcast name is Tongwa. Everything else what my are, first what name what is Tongwa. Name do I know about? Or don't I know about? Which one is Gabriella? Gabriella's my 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 religious quote. Is that unquote, your professional name? name? No, it's not. My okay. professional name is Tongwa. My name is my first name is Tongwa. Everybody calls me Tongwa. Okay, Tongwa. Oh God. Anyway, welcome to another episode. As you could hear, that's Nosa. He's always saying things, trying to get under my skin. Hi guys. But um, but yeah. So today we're talking about. You want to um, explain what the podcast is? We're supposed to come up with like uh introduction. We have a theme song and everything too. Yeah, we're supposed to like, hey, welcome to Culture Class Podcast, a podcast where we talk about blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to have that. Well, I mean, we're going to do that when we actually have the recording and then we can we can just what we're going to do. What we're going to end up doing is we're going to have like a an open and a close. And then just, every time we record the episode, we just take the episode 
and plop it in the middle. Ain't nobody that got time we'll... for that. That requires editing and stuff. No, a lot of people. It doesn't require editing. You already edit the pieces. You just take this. I know, audio but when I say editing, I mean it in, in virus cutting at the very least cutting and. If you put it, it's cutting. like. Okay, let me let me explain to you. So I do a lot of premiere and audition. Mm-hmm. If you have a preset already, mm-hmm. you just go to the same project okay. and take the new file and put it right in the middle because I, the I new file gonna, is gonna be however long it is. Or you might have maybe you might have to move the end piece if if and I'm talking about if there's an end piece because end piece. Okay. The end Obviously, piece. I know nothing about audio engineering, but hey, it's it's really not that difficult. Okay. It's like making an open for a TV show, like. Ah, except other yeah, except otherwise where they this have to do like a special episode, they just work website. No, that's a fresh press. I understand oh, what you're God. saying, like an intro to a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. So you just take the new episode and you just fit it in. Yeah, the, I was just like, complaining because I didn't want to do it. So since oh, you God. know, you know all about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. The anyway, I don't even know how we started talking about the the intro of the the podcast, guys. We're gonna have it all fancy by the 116th episode, so we got some time. Yeah. Um, but for today. We'll we're talking about is um culture from a global perspective and you know the impact of globalization on certain traditions in different places and of course we're going to be speaking to that from our experience and from our perspective um but do you want to tell them to feel free to chime in at any point the impact of globalization on culture yep that's the topic i feel like we're writing like a research paper or something it's is, well, why are you trying to say break it down for me to I my mean, level? It does sound very research papery, mm. but um, I, I think that the the important thing is uh, these research papers, they don't come out of thin air. Like they come out of discussions that people have with each other mm. and people are the foundation of everything. I mean, human beings, our existence is what has crafted all of what we have. I, I imagine this is my perspective. Um, and so the things that we talk about, you know, and the things that the way we think shapes the culture that we live in, it, it is recording. What? Why are you looking at it like that? Like, I'm just trying to make sure the stuff is. Oh. What? <laughs> I, won't, I don't want to be talking for one hour or two. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Wow. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, that's a lot of trust you have in my degree of. Um, um, it's not you, it's a gadget. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, these things act up. So I'm just trying to. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it does sound like we're going to write a paper, but that's not the point. The point is to have the discussion and, you know, to talk about it. And so. You know, you know, you, you can't, you, you still can't tell when I'm messing with you and when I'm just. You, you went on the whole thing explaining the thing. Oh, God. But yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I know what it is. Where? <laughs> but what maybe that explanation is not What totally am I going to do with you? That explanation is not totally a waste because uh, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, folks, our listeners, uh, some of our listeners uh, probably see our perspective. Yeah. We're just trying to talk about... Hold you know, on a second. The fact that you just thought that he's like, that explanation is not totally a waste. I don't even know what that means, but I'm not going to go into it. Uh-huh. Continue. What? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you know, the podcast is 45 minutes, right? We've already spent like 10 minutes arguing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how much no, time no, are we going to have to go deep into the abstract because you ain't trying to answer the question <laughs> I say one thing and then you say something that I'm talking about that explanation was not completely useless what the heck does that mean okay 
What will forget about all that? Put, put on your serious face. Okay, wait. No, for real though. Okay. Put on your so, serious face. This is where the topic came about, right? So I was, we were, I was doing research. Or really. what happened to your African accent? <laughs> I told you that this is hard to tell my brain to revert. Didn't I explain this to you? It's not supposed to come very easily. I'm trying. Aren't you hearing it coming out in some words? No. That's a lie. No. Like right now, the way I just said that's a lie. That's a lie. Mm-mm. Not a lie. No, sir. Where? <laughs> can oh. we get to the subject? Okay, we can actually. Okay, good. Um, so, but I was talking to my father over the weekend and he was, he called my brothers together and he was doing. Hey, your father, father or baby daddy? Okay, I'm retiring from trying to do this topic. Oh, yeah, retiring from being a baby mama. What is apparently, no is not ready for this conversation today. So I'm I, just going to let him continue to say yeah, what he's just giving me the layup. I'm just here. What layup? We didn't rehearse this stuff. You're just throwing out easy baits for me to what, is, what the heck is easy bait, bro? Like, You're saying things that makes me want to counter wow. do stuff. So just, I don't know how the sentence I was talking to my father. What has that got to do with father, father? Oh, is he what? But anyway, your father was saying. No, nah, I'm not saying. I'm not telling the story anymore. <laughs> your your is dad this? is gonna listen this to the podcast. This is disrespectful. <laughs> it is. No, I'm kidding. Okay, calm okay. down now. Um, but I was talking to my father, and um, he was teaching my brothers how about where we're from, our tribe, and you know where we're where we grew up, where he grew up, where my grandparents, the whole history, you know. And he was yes in Wakanda, and he was very adamant about them knowing, you know, their origin and their identity, and you know, he's a very big believer in if you don't know who you are, then you don't really have a place Mm. in the world. You don't know where to belong. Mm. Yeah, he is a wise man. Um, and and so today when I was looking for, or I was doing a little bit of digging into what we would possibly talk about for this for this topic, I mean for this episode, Mm -hmm. I ran into the the question of culture and globalization. Actually, the thing, the line that it said was Africans in the diaspora. That's what it said. And then I thought to myself, like, okay, we already talked about the whole falling bush situation. That was episode four. So you had to trademark that thing. Don't, don't even start. Look, we already had this conversation. You're not allowed to do that. You're not not allowed allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to appropriate my own culture. (laughs) Why are you trying to say? No, that's not your culture. Bush for that is not Nigerian. It's It's very, very Cameroonian. Please don't even start. My mom is, my mom is from like, she grew up close to the Bakasi region, which is like on the Cameroonian border. So potato, potato, man. If I want, if I want Cameroon to adopt me today, like I can claim a land and a place in Cameroon. I know where it is. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, anyways, as Nosa has just agreed, he's not going to trademark the word bushfola. Mm, moving on, I'll, I'll copyright it. Don't copyright it. You're not allowed to do that. Um, moving on, but so we were talking with my my father, and you know he was explaining these things and so when i saw the the term africans and diaspora i started thinking a lot of us are here and it's easy to want to fit into this culture but then we left back home something that is completely different or you know at least significantly different from what the way of life that is the american or the western way of life mm-hmm, and, and, and not only culture Exactly. Not only American, Asian culture, whatever, you know. I mean, when I say these things, put yourself, whatever whatever affiliation you have. Put yourself. You have to put yourself in, like, so, like, for example, I'm talking about me coming from Cameroon. If you went to Switzerland from Japan, 
you know, appropriate the same, uh, I guess, what's the term? No, well, are you trying to say, try to... Yeah, imagine it in terms of your own culture, yeah, your like own try, experience. Yeah, try to re- resonate with my exactly. experiences through. Um, I think they, they got that. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we have smart listeners. I think that, you know, we can trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, okay. So, and then, so I was thinking... When you leave one place and you go somewhere, it's easy to feel like you need to, you know, change things or you need to adapt in a certain way in order to function. Maybe sometimes it's necessary, other times it's not. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. But then again, when you when we do go back, back home. If we do go back. If we do go back home. But for, for those of us who intend to and hopefully will at some point, mm-hmm. um, you go back home and you're bringing with you not maybe, maybe not the authentic... Um, culture that you had when you first came but now it's all at the same time maybe you didn't lose all of your culture that you brought with all you up. but it's now all mixed up together all up what all up all up what's authentic as in what what does authentic culture even mean that's a that's a whole other episode when i because yeah everything is kind of shifty and it changes over time and yeah. this is part of the conversation I'm, tra- actually. I'm trying to like saying like you know if if you um what what is culture like to to begin with? Like culture, I think when people say culture, it's attributed to uh, a region of the world or a country or whatever. This is the way they do things here. Yeah, but culture can transcend beyond um, geographical yeah, boundaries. Geographical boundaries. I mean, you can be a wife and you can also be a mother at the same time. You can be a sister at the same time. You can also be a cousin at the same time. I mean, what am I trying to say? I mean. Uh, Hip hop culture, that's a culture. Hi. Um, it, it doesn't culture doesn't necessarily need to be ethnic. And that was our friend Angelique who just came in. Angelique, say hi. Hi. Yeah, and we're gonna do an episode uh, with Angelique sometime in the future. She has a very interesting skill set that I would like to explore. The whole like um uh what's it called? The the horoscope thing. Voodoo. Astrology. Yeah, astrology, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, it's not voodoo? It's not voodoo. Oh God! I don't imagine voodoo. No, no, that's the voodoo and voodoo. That, those are what's voodoo? Voodoo. That's Jamaican. That's that's. I think that's a step. Guys, that's a lie. Don't believe. Voodoo. Don't believe this man. That's that's his Louisiana line. voodoo thing. But yeah, He's I'm just lying. joking. Um, but yeah, a culture culture is what way of doing things and norms um, reinforced by practice. You know, over, over and time. over and over again. And you know, these were things that were, you know developed by human beings and ingrained into communities so authentic culture that's what i'm trying to say what is authentic culture because well so when i made that statement i was making that statement from the perspective of someone who affiliates with a specific group and okay and you know conforms to what that specific group has established as the standard okay so and then you're you talking about ethnic yourself culture. exactly okay. you remove yourself from that ethnicity and then you plant yourself in another place and then suddenly what you're used to gets influenced and we you jokingly just asked me what happened to my accent right Mm. yeah where did it go oh the question was where is it coming like when is it going to come back really because i'm trying to go back to how i used to talk before i left cameroon okay and and now it's a struggle but that's a whole other episode on its own okay um but so the the whole concept of when you go back to your roots and that's also subjective because I know you're going to ask me, define roots. 
<laughs> I wasn't actually. But, um, I, I get but when point. you go back, you're coming with um. So it's not your. I guess the, the way you operate is not as authentic or ethnic to the mm-hmm. same group of people mm-hmm. that you when you as when you left them or you know from the time when you were there before. Okay. So it becomes like you're infusing. You're infused different views different norms into your way of life mm. and you're taking that back to the culture and mm. with the influx of people like the migrating exactly it's like african remix <laughs> okay <laughs> um but but so what ends up happening is you know you're now if i move to cameroon right now mm-hmm. everybody if i walk down the street everybody's going to know that i've been out of cameroon for a significantly long amount of time okay. it's going to take a lot maybe a few years for me to reconform back to being and that's just being human what's exactly wrong, what's wrong with that? but so my question was i don't think there's anything wrong with it my question was where is the value in holding on to the authentic and again the word authentic is resurfacing mm. but the authentic or ethnic culture of a specific group did of you people? just ask where is the value is your, is your dad listening to this podcast he's probably going to listen to um, i'm not sir, asking because i don't think that it's mr there's value Akanji, in it. i want Please to apologize don't misinterpret my words on behalf what is of your, wrong with your you, daughter bro? um I'm doing my best to teach her. <laughs> wow. Are you serious right now? I'm just right joking. Now? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, but no, just because I'm asking the question doesn't mean that I don't... I, I definitely recognize that there is value. But I'm saying mm-hmm. like... Because when we talked about this earlier, what did you say to me? I asked you and you were like, it's always changing. Yeah. My, my point is that, you know, culture is always changing. And it just plays back to my question about what what is authentic culture. I mean... Even if you don't go back to Cameroon, uh, I doubt, um, I mean, when you left Cameroon in 1973, mm-hmm. um, if you go back like today, um, go back, want to celebrate your 70th birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Cameroon guys, I is promise definitely you guys, hold be... on, hold on. I promise you, Nosa is going to throw, Nosa is going to throw an age thing in this podcast every single episode we do. Now I'm challenging you. You have to do this until the end of time. I mean, you're 64. Continue. No one, I mean. Continue. <laughs> what's wrong with Continue. owning up to your age? Continue. Yeah, the African accent is coming out because she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Continue. it takes. <laughs> so just get angry more. I don't blame you. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, so Please. what I'm trying to say is that, you know, even the, you know, um, culture <laughs> in Cameroon. He forgot what he was going to say. <laughs> Even the culture in Cameroon changes, right? Even it if does, you don't go back, does. I'm sure the way they do things will be slightly different from how they do things. Um, how they did things uh, 20 years ago will be slightly different from how they do things now. True. So, you you know, um, I don't know um, if... Um, I mean, this, these are things you can't help, right? This, mm-hmm. These are things that are ingrained into your subconscious. And, yeah... Um, some parents in diaspora take it upon themselves to like try to instill um, the culture of whatever wherever it is they come from in their children. But sometimes that doesn't always work on um, mm-hmm. being here. But I don't think it's it's anything to be ashamed of. But just like you said, if you're willing, what, you don't think what's anything to be ashamed of, like. Like some people feel bad. Like I've had friends who whose parents sent them back to Nigeria because they were like, "Look, you're you're too like Westernized. You need to go dip yourself back in the barrel for a few years, then come mm-hmm. back." Which is okay, but um, it, it bothers some people, you know, okay. saying that, "Hey, I I don't feel connected to my roots. I don't feel, you know, they give themselves different names. They 
they they they don't they don't they, they change they, the accents. They change the ac- no changing of accents. I don't think that's deliberate, but you know they don't make the effort to connect mm-hmm. with the culture, so they don't like uh, observe. Um, I'm using rituals, but I'm not using rituals in that sense. Um, don't even rituals. say rituals, because everybody's no. gonna think that you're over here like no, no, no. praying over some bones or Rituals is an English word, and you know, I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the norms basically, or the values, and yeah. So that's my point. Um, it's but nothing. you're not still answering the question, though. What was the question? Is there a value in? Because there are certain things that just I feel like, and and this is. I guess maybe some people might take this to be small-minded or naive of me to think, but there are certain things that just are not going to change because exhibit, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard about the pygmies. That's actually now considered a derogatory term. I'm sorry, excuse me. It's actually, um, they're, what are they called? The Aka peoples. So they're, they they exist in pockets of Central Africa. Okay. There are some of the group of them that are in parts of Cameroon and Congo and other parts of Equatorial Guinea and stuff. Okay. And these are people who live off of the rainforests. Okay. I'm working on a project for my producing class right now. And um, it's a story about one of these men. They're generally shorter, you know, average height. They're maybe four four five four six four seven four eleven kevin hart short or they're maybe smaller than that okay um and then they have longer arms okay and then as part of their culture or you know norms they file their teeth into sharp points okay um and but this is because they live in the rainforest they what they do is they hunt and they live off of the you know earth really all of their food is from the trees and you know animals they live off the earth they do live off the earth mm-hmm. so that's how this is how these people have operated for as long as this, their culture has existed okay and but now with the influx and, and i use influx maybe that's not even the right word with the advent of civilization and all these things these people hey, are becoming careful, ex- extinct careful using that word i know civilization is subjective to a lot of people but yeah. you know what i mean like with change and all of Everything that comes with evolution, I guess I should say. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Ugh. What? I can't even make a point. You're evolution, what the hell? <laughs> okay, try again. No, I'm not trying again. You say it. Try again. No, you say it. I mean, you can say with um, Western technology. Or it's not even about say... technology, though. That's or you not can what say what? Say. What? Globalization? No, that's not what I'm trying to say either. What? Okay, you know how Africans, let, let me use Africans because that's all, that's all, that's a lot of what I know. Okay. We used to have a certain way of life and we, you had talked about this before where you said mm-hmm. parts of it were good, parts of it were obviously not good, right? But we used to have a certain way of life. And mm-hmm. then there was an external force that came in and drastically changed mm-hmm. a lot of the way that our people operate. Yeah, westernization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you say the West, who are you referring to? Because not all of the powers of the world are in the West. Technically yeah, well, the speaking. West is also a euphemism to say exactly. not in Africa, basically. Exactly. So that's what I like. That's what I mean by so when those things happen, these this community of people mm-hmm. they're exposed now. For example, they share a boundary with other villages in my country mm-hmm. who are more or who have been more exposed. 
to this Western cultures. Okay. And I don't even think it's a matter of exposure because there are several, several scientists and several um, researchers who have gone to these places. Okay. And so these people have been exposed to all these outside influence, but they have just chosen to keep what it, you know what they what, what, they what is what is remind me what's your name again the, the so the, they formed the Aka peoples of the Congo basin I think the Aka people okay yeah, AKA all right go on let me just do a quick um, Google search but so and these people their culture is being is becoming extinct and so I've been thinking in line with this whole idea of like what is the value in keeping or is there any value in holding on which I think there is and some things are worth safeguarding. But then there's nothing that is is exempt from change over time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like as much as I want these people to remain true to their to their culture, mm-hmm. it's like now these are people who didn't used to put on any shirts. They didn't, you know, they're very earth really even ladies I think I need to do Google's. God, wow, are you serious? I'm are you joking, serious I'm right now? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, but like, so these are people who literally live off the earth. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you look at pictures, modern day pictures from maybe the early 2000s. You know, they all so, have shirts, so they don't wear- t-shirts. Okay. Some of them still, you know, it's common. Like, it, it's not like a, oh my God, what are you doing? If someone walks down the street, like if a woman, you know, isn't wearing a shirt or anything. Like, their traditional dances mm-hmm. still occur. They're like actual shirt. Don't tell me it's t-shirts like shirts and Super Bowl jerseys and stuff. No, it's very old. I feel like okay. I have opinions about that too. Okay. But I've never seen anybody in a picture wearing a, sh- a clean shirt. Like, it's always like tattered with holes in it and it just looks weird. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but that shows you that things are shifting, and more and more they're learning to become like everybody else. Okay. And I'm like, there's something beautiful about just being them and the way that they did things mm-hmm. because it made sense to those groups of people. And these communities thrived in you know way, way, way back when, mm-hmm. when outside of all of the influence. Okay. Right. So I'm like. When you think about things like that, there's gonna get to, we're gonna get to a place, in my opinion, where with all of the mixing and matching and globalization, as we're calling it, mm-hmm. there's not going to be any depth. That's my fear. It's like, there's not gonna be any depth to traditions and things that are just beautiful in themselves. In themselves, right? I mean, it depends. Um, it depends. And I, I think, I, I don't know if, like, I I can, like, generalize on behalf of everyone. Like, each culture knows what is, you know, mm-hmm. most important to that culture. And even each family or even each individual, you know, it might differ slightly, but collectively as a culture, um, each, each, each of them know uh, what makes them true to that culture. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that a certain tribe in Central Africa or parts of West Africa um, now wear shirts, for instance, just using that as an analogy, um, doesn't necessarily mean that they've given up. Mm-hmm. They, they might have seen that, oh, okay, you know, yeah, you know, it's better to, you know, have a phone than go to the post office, for instance. But that doesn't mean um, my having a phone will make me stop communicating, like start texting. I'm going to be making just phone calls, for instance. That's just so, it's kind of like, Maybe they decided that, hey, you know, um, looking at the world, maybe there are one or two things we can actually use to enhance 
our culture. Yeah, but that's, that's always po- the explanation, though. Well, mm-hmm. so this is the thing. In my opinion, mm-hmm. right? When the whole, I'm going to say it again, civilization, the whole concept, when it began to expand outside of the obvious, outrageous things, you mm-hmm. know, obvious, outrage, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, forcing 16 year olds to get married or 14 year olds to get married to like 50 year old men like the outside of those obvious that's what you consider outrageous compared to what happened back then i mean i'm not trying to go all dark and like with the killings and all this i was trying to soften it a little bit you know but there are things that are obviously you know just like whoa what are you doing Mm -hmm. right outside of those things civilization did change a lot of everyday behavior and a lot of perspective about like how people are supposed to live Mm-hmm. you know so it's like i'm like okay and and it was explained in the in the vein of this is going to enhance or it's like making you taking what you are mm-hmm. and making it better right mm-hmm. but on whose terms that's question number one question number two is like better for who or better in terms of what because if you look at it you embrace these changes and then over time repetition and repetition it becomes it becomes exactly it becomes the the new norm and so what used to be is like oh no we don't do that anymore meanwhile at first it was like oh we do this thing that is you know um pertinent to us but we're also taking this other one and adding it on top. So I don't feel like there's a sense of add-on. I feel like there's a sense of Wipe off. overtaking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I mean, whose responsibility is it to keep a culture true in quotes and you know keep it going from generation true to generation? In quotes. I didn't put it in quotes. I mean, whose responsibility is it? Like, if you're complaining that hey, you know, um, cultures in certain parts of the world are being diluted. I mean, who's going to change that if not the people from that culture or the people close to that culture? So yeah, if, the point. yeah, just like you've taken up responsibility to revert back to your Cameroonian accent, for instance. That's, I'm trying really hard, guys. Like, yeah, it's very difficult. You need to get angry more. I don't even know. So, you know what? I, in fact, that's a deliberate effort on your part to say that, oh, I think, you know, I'm starting to lose bits and pieces of my culture. And this is a way for me to connect back and stay true to myself and remain authentic mm-hmm. by maintaining my accent. You know, good luck with that. But you're wow. from you're from the culture. Thank you so much for having so much faith in me. I, I, don't, I just told you good luck. In the most sarcastic tone ever. Okay. Were you not sarcastic? Let me hear you lie now. Lie. Like I said, Cameroonian accent comes out when she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I mean, so what, this is your effort to help me. <laughs> to help me go back to my Cameroonian accent to make me angry. What the heck is wrong with you? Yeah, but like I was saying, like it is, it is the responsibility of the culture. So if you know the culture the decides that, yeah, if the culture of hip hop decides that, hey, you know, um, yeah, too many hooks in rap songs, or rap is being merged with. Uh, too many genres of music. I mean, to go back to the seventies, where the EPMDs and the Grandmaster Flashes, and all, mm-hmm. we need to take it back to the core. I mean, no other genre of music is going to help hip hop make that dis- that decision. It's left to the culture of hip hop to say this is what we want to do, and players within that culture, the elders, and you know, the wisdom of the elders and the strengths of the youth to like come together and say, hey. This is well, so, but so what, see, that's the thing, though. When you use art as an example, I feel like it's a little bit. It becomes uh, 
we're walking on like, you know. No, it's the same thing. I mean, hip hop is a culture. Culture, no, see, a culture doesn't need to be ethnic. It doesn't need to be conformed to one particular region of the world. No, no, I I get what you're saying, but when what I say when I talk about art in that like when I when I say art. And you're using hip hop as an example. Mm-hmm. Art is very. I feel like art is one of those things that you can't really. Doesn't matter how you try, you can't. You can't shape it. The same with culture. Not really, though. The like there's certain parts of culture that you can co- you can keep. Come on, tongue think about tongue. it. No matter how hard you try, you just said it perfectly. No, but it's see, difficult. this is my thing, right? Di- because you know why culture evolves. Culture does not remain static. So. I even, get that. even even here in the even here in the in the US, like I doubt if no, I doubt. I know that the way things were done in I don't know, um Eisenhower or uh FDR's time is not the same way things were done in Obama or Trump's time. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, definitely not. Yeah, and America has a culture also. So things evolve, culture evolves. So I I'm think I think I think what like, is I'm important I think what is important is that you need to, first things first, try as much as possible to expose those that are close, who are close to you, like, for instance, your your grandchildren, for instance. Mm-hmm. Expose them to as much of the culture as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't have the ability to make sure they adhere to certain rituals or, you know, they, they hold true certain values of the culture, mm-hmm. at least giving them that exposure is... The hope that the culture still transfers to another generation through them, you and know, that was like, that was instance, essentially my my father's argument is yeah. like he wanted my brothers to know where he was from so they can yeah. tell their kids, and he was like, "Your kids have to know who I am. Your grandkids have to know who I am, right?" I mean, and I'm like, "That's all fine and good. That's the, those are the parts of culture that I think." Wait, wait. Your kids have to know who I am. He was talking to my brother, saying, "When my brothers have kids, you mean wh- who we are or who it. I am? No, who he is. As in, they huh. have to pass it down enough. Is that a thing? Or wait, when you say know who I am, do you mean like just know be him? Be able like, to tra- yeah, be able to trace their. Oh, you mean oh okay, yeah, okay, okay. like be able to trace their lineage and say, okay, my grandfather was from here, my gotcha. brother, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Because in doing that, then they're gonna get to know the place where their grandfather was, okay. and it gives them, I guess the it sparks a little bit of interest in, you know, where is this place? Maybe I should go visit one day and, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, so that's it's, it's not a big deal with Africans. You know how we solve that problem at boarding school, man. Once you're like 10, 8, 9, 10, send you back to boarding school in Nigeria. Come back when you're 16 and you'll be all fresh and good to go. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're, you're, I mean, you're not wrong in saying that. But um, I don't know. When I say that art and culture to some extent you can't you can't conform them i feel like speaking of culture though there are certain parts that you can hold on to like i.e tracing back the lineage you know you know like my father trying to do imagine if in the perfect world my my little brothers learn all learn how to speak is, our dialect. is that culture though like just knowing where you come from that's not necessarily that's history well, yeah, but see, but that's the thing. The idea behind passing down the history is so that you spark an interest in the culture of whoever that history, like whoever's history that is. So it kind of all, I guess, falls, they they go together, so to speak, because he's not just saying this that you should know. Like my father's point is not, I'm telling you this so you should know. My His point is that hopefully you're going to be interested enough 
to keep it going and tell your kids about it and mm-hmm. then you know be interested enough that you teach your kids and well, then your but, kids be but interested no matter enough. how but no matter how um, strong his wishes are it can be 100% like which each generation is going the, to diminish yeah a little chip that there's a little chip that goes off like I remember I can use myself as, a, as an example I remember when my mom dragged me to church every Sunday in my teenagers and I hated I hated the whole like not hated hated you know, I was in the choir you know you know you're not the only one that can sing but right yeah I don't want to hear it. And, you know, I remember periods where, you know, even though I wasn't, like, happy being in church, like, for, like, 30 seconds when I just, you know, try to listen to something, something will just stick. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, you know, a couple of years ago. And sometimes I still remember that stuff. And I'm not, like, most, uh, I'm not the best Christian out there. And I'm not the most prayerful person out there. But because of those lessons, like, they gave me a whole drum full of information for me to retain a cup mm-hmm. for instance mm-hmm. and if they didn't give me that whole drum like i wouldn't have anything drum is. oh they gave me a whole barrel of information there you go <laughs> <laughs> they gave me a whole barrel <laughs> potato potato uh, they gave me a whole barrel of information just for me to retain a cup like years later so and if i now i have a cup if i deposit that cup into my child it'll probably come one out drop. with <laughs> he'll probably come, come out with, with a, a spoonful of water and he'll give his child a spoonful of water and you know so um like i said i think it's just it's just it's important to document and it's important to let your um clan be aware like what your father is doing and let your clan be aware of the history and the norms so if they decide to and you know history repeats itself right sometimes okay. Years later, like 200 years later, you know, the great grandkids of, or great great grandkids will, will say, Oh, no, we need to retrace this step. We're tired. Now, this is not, we don't have any identity. We don't know who we are. We don't know mm-hmm. where we're from. Mm-hmm. And because everything has been documented and everything has been like passed down properly, you can down, you can then refer back. And like I said, history repeats itself. There, there's always a time in history where, you know, Certain sort of people want to like go back to the old. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's even though sometimes that's done for the wrong reasons. Sometimes, but I mean, it's like fashion. Like there was a time when people wore wide leg pants, mm, like, and it, that was the rage. Like when you were in high school in the seventies. Yes, like when I was in high school in the seventies. Okay. Um, and that was the rage. And then I was high school in the seventies. Very soon, men are now wearing skinny jeans. Like, women used to wear skinny jeans. Is skinny jeans still a thing? I thought that was, like, dead and gone. I don't know. Some people still do. I don't know what the latest fashion is. I'm not a fashion guru. But what I'm trying to say is things go out of cycle. And then the the white leg pants came back for, like, Mm -hmm. two seconds. Women were, like, all over it. Mm -hmm. Now all my friends are buying white leg pants. Or at least straight, like, a big leg pants. Like, that's... So it kind of recycles like that. And I feel like the same thing happens with at least some aspects of different cultures. Where it's, like... Some things are, like, not cool to do for a certain time. And then after a while, when you've exhausted, I mean, you can't really exhaust all the possibilities, really. And authenticity becomes cool. Exactly. And you go back to, like, what used to be cool, you know? So I'm like, and you touched on a few things. I feel like the part that I'm talking about or the fear that I have with things kind of diluting into each other and just kind of getting lost in there is, one, to keep talking about it and, keeping people aware and making sure that yeah. and this is my perspective progeny. by the way you know i'm i was i'm not i'm not a what 
I'm not an anthropologist, right? Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, this you've is made just, that very clear. Yeah, I have. I think I have to because um, yeah. But you were. Saying, I'm not an anthropologist either, guys. So <gasps> don't look at me. Not... I know I sound like an expert. I know, but you know, don't don't quote me on that. Um. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, um, but I'm saying like the whole thing with the fear of all this kind of just disappearing into the abyss of I don't know what. Um, it's all about taking that personal responsibility of being like, this is what I'm gonna do to preserve what I yeah, think I should. For one person, but one preserve. person living on the mountains in the woods sometimes is not enough. One person who says, "Oh, there's too much technology." No, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though. That person doesn't impact society. At the, end, at the of end of the day, though. It's up to individual. Like you can't make people do things that they don't want to do. Like mm. I can't walk up to every African and be like, "You need to make sure that you keep your culture." Like mm. they only have to do it because they want to do. Like I, I can say this on the podcast, you and maybe someone's gonna medium. listen. I mean, you can, you can't, you you can't force a horse to drink, but you can let the horse know, "Hey, there's a stream over here." Exactly, which you is know? what I'm doing with this whole this whole podcast. Is that is at that least in my. Doing? At least in my in my head, um, but so you know because I genuinely feel like there's certain parts of culture and there's certain things about like history and not just in African culture, in Chinese culture, Japanese culture, Indian culture. Like there's certain things that just are made. I feel like were created just to be the way that they are. I actually think Asians have a good sense of history, like Asian yeah. history, from my perspective, um, from what I see. I think. Um, they they've really done a good job of um preserving preserving um the Asian culture and you know and yeah even though um like I said you know uh, from generation to generation you know the culture like you know um a chip gets um separated from the culture but um I feel it's at a much slower pace in the it's Asian because community. Of, because of the groundwork that was laid, I think. Yeah, I don't know what the reason is, but I, I just noticed that, you know, hey, and that's 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 a good thing. Yeah, and when I said Asian culture, Indian culture, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't saying that they're suffering, quote-unquote, from the whole delusion of diluting. Why does it have to be suffering? Like, the fact that your culture isn't the same as it was 100 years ago, does that mean you're better, better but, but off? But that's the thing. That that's the mentality that the, I'm the afraid of. The culture evolved. Like, oh, if... Evolved? If, 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 if one thing is like this, right? Yeah. And then, in 10 years, you can still tell that it used to be like this, but now, it, like, for example, when I was a baby, mm. I could crawl, what, right? What, 68, 69? Mm-hmm. Oh. I could crawl. Mm. Right, and then I started walking, and then I started running, mm-hmm. and now you know I'm a full adult and I can do all three things. Okay. I've evolved, in my opinion, I've grown, I've evolved. Right, I've not stopped being a person, but I've just added on these other things. That's my idea of evolving. I don't think you're the same person you were in '68, man. Oh, when you were. Leaving. Can you just <laughs> let me make my point? Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, Go on. But you get what I'm trying to say, right? But versus with culture, it's like when you start to add all these things, it takes someone who's very, very self-aware and very self-conscious to be like, okay, this is how I am. This is how I see the world. This is my perspective of how I should go about my business in life, right? Okay. This person is presenting me with this way that maybe seems like it's a little bit more advanced. It's going to help me become better. But it's not... 
it's supposed to be, in my opinion at least, it's not supposed to be a situation where it's like, all of a sudden, their way is better than yours, and yours doesn't matter anymore. Look. <sighs> because when you say evolve, that's what I'm thinking. Because if no, you look at no, the... It's no, not, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily an us versus them thing all the time. Like, it, it's just point. if you have a culture, and it's everywhere, like, it's been the same from the beginning of time. The Egyptians had a certain culture, and the Egyptians borrowed a lot from all over the world, and mm-hmm. that's what led to the development of Egypt. The Romans... But, but, but see, when you say Egyptian culture, you can you can place it very specifically. Yeah, but they co-opted... Like they, let me not say co-opted. They, they also, like, borrowed a lot from other but cultures. But they made it made Egyptian, theirs. though. They took what they wanted to take from other people, mm-hmm. but then they put the Egyptian juice in it, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, But perfect. what's happening, in my opinion at least, with contemporary okay, culture... Okay, perfect. like... So if 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 I'm making if my if I like to eat pounded yam for instance uh-huh. and it took me an hour to make pounded yam and now mm-hmm. there's an electric electric machine that can make me pounded yam in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But it, you're still making the pounded yam. I'm still making the pounded yam, but exactly. my my kids might not necessarily know the old way of making pounded yam, but they are still eating pounded yam and now. The electric machine has become part of our culture, not no longer the wooden stuff. Um, well, but see, that's the thing, though. My problem with that is, mm-hmm. you know how to you are making the pounded yam with the electric device, which is fine and dandy, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that the pounded yam used to be made mm-hmm. was different. There's a part like there; it was different. But yes. I saved myself fifteen minutes by using. No, of a course you technology. do. It's it's advantageous. I'm this whole conversation. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking. You know fusion of culture that's not what that's not what the point is my point is you take that pandayam when you make pandayam with the with the uh, my mom does this all the time not do pandayam but like she what i'm about to explain you take the pandayam and while you're making it in the new electronic device or whatever you tell your kids hey you know we're making this in the microwave right now we used to they can do this never in comprehend a Tongwa. They can no matter how you try to explain it, they weren't there to do it the way it was done. So they'll they'll listen to the stories and say, Oh, I can never understand how people would want to go to New York from DC and they'll ride a horse for three days. Cause I never like I've ridden a horse before on the beach and you know, just for leisure and for whatever, but to use a horse as an actual means of transportation, regardless of how many times I watch it on movies. But you or, know, though. Yeah. I know, but I can never have that 100% feeling yeah. you know, how how exactly it is. I mean, I don't even want the 100%. Like, I'm not asking for the 100% because I know that I'm not stupid. Like, I know that it's impossible to get, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times people are going, well, even if I tell them, they don't really get it. You know, so I shouldn't just. Tell. So is that and, like and there's down, no value? It boils down to what I said, them. right? It's important to document. It's important. It's important for for you to let them know that hey, there's this stream of information here. This is all you need to do. Whatever they do with that information, when you're long dead and gone, you can't control that. But you just have to have it at the back of your mind that culture always evolves. So I guess at the heart of every culture is core values. So if I'm to say exactly. Africa, for instance, I can say respect is a very big like it's huge respect is huge i can say um what else is huge um that transcends most countries in africa i I can i can agree on respect respect is a big one yeah i I think that's that's one of the biggest ones at least regardless of yeah so regardless of you know where we are 
uh, as a people 200 years from now, there still has to be that core value of respect. And it was, it was a huge thing for me. Like, even when I came here, like, it took me a while to get, like, to start calling your professors by yeah, first name. Yeah, to just name. like call my professors by I their first name. I still call my professors prof. Yeah, and I was like, like, that's I just strange had... because we weren't like once and someone has, and when I say once someone has some kind of authority seniority. or seniority, like in, in a structure that oh, you're a professor, you're a student, or you're a parent, you're, you're a teacher, you're a policeman, like there's that respect. And that's the core yeah, value. It comes naturally. So too. in as much as that other things change and blah, 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 that's a core value that I know that I can teach my kids that you have to respect anyone that's either older than you or even if they're younger than you, if they, if they have constituted authority over you, then you have you to have give, to accord give them. them that respect. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's kind of like a catch 22, right? How do we teach the world to be more tolerant and to be open to other cultures while still maintaining their core culture. That's 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 a whole it's, it's, point. It's a catch. It's a balancing act. If you hold the more, like we want the world to be a global village. We want there. We we most people want world peace. We want there uh-huh. to be understanding. Said most people want world peace. You know, not everyone. <laughs> we want there to be understanding. The fact that there are actually we, we, people we want who racism don't want to stop. We we want you know tolerance basically so how yeah. do, how do we now say i'm a hip-hop head and i'm holding on to the culture so much that if a white person is trying to rap then he doesn't belong here because only black people are allowed to rap mm-hmm. i'm holding on to it so much but that prevents me from expanding being open-minded and you know Borrowing from other culture and also lending my culture to other people. So it's a yeah. So how and exactly honestly, with this conversation, it, it transcends to a lot of things. I wrote a piece on my blog um, called Appropriation versus Appreciation. I have a blog? I do. Okay. It's called IamAkanji.com. But anyway. Wait, wait, is this why you don't handle the culture class, social media? You're busy writing for the blog? I don't When was the last time I wrote an article? I don't remember. Anyway, don't that's not the point. The yeah. point is... um. I wrote that article because I saw on the internet about, you know, other people dipping into typically African cultures or typically Indian cultures or whatever. Oh, and are, then you, the, are you writing about this cultural appropriation thing? And then everyone gets mad and it's like, oh my God, why does Kim Kardashian have braids? And she's calling them bow braids. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I was mad about that one because she misappropriated it, right? It wasn't originally for That's from an interesting that point. I want to see what's your perspective on appropriating culture. Let me hear this one. This okay, so this is my stance, right? Okay. You got to give credit where the credit is due. I'm not, How? I'm not mad at you sharing. I'm all for it. Like if every How single person, hold on now. If every single person could like walk on the road wearing like our little rapper situation mm. with a little. That means we have a booming industry, man. That's what I'm saying. Like I would be very happy. Like I don't, you could be Melania Trump. I would be really happy about it, mm-hmm. but just recognize where it came from. Ha- recognize. So it's internal. What yeah, if they you do? Know- yeah. And that's not but communicated. That's, thing, that's not communicated See, the on problem, Instagram. The problem, the problem with the whole concept of people getting mad is the people who do get mad mm. are mad because they think that the culture is being, in my opinion, misappropriated. As in, you're taking this thing that is originally for this other people mm. and you're claiming it as your own or claiming it as something that was started by people of your own color. Or I think you, it just has to do with history. Uh, I think in the people US... People need to educate themselves. That's, that's I what think I'm, in that's, the US in particular, we, we've had... Uh, I don't know if you say alleged. No, let me not say alleged. I think most of this actually happened where 
um, uh, a bunch of people appropriated things, inventions, exactly. um, and processes and names and literally works and stuff like from the African American community. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the backlash yeah, claimed comes it from. like it was there. So that's I think the it's problem. just the it's the bedrock of distrust. Basically, so That's when they, when they when they say, "Hey, don't you know do this?" I think it's just that you know there's a history there. You understand? Yeah. I think if we go about it that sense, that oh, we need to build some kind of trust, and that trust can only be built if going forward, like we see exactly a decline in certain things like racism and things. Like, okay, the society is, is headed towards a better place, yeah. but. Maybe in most people's opinion, that's not necessarily the case. But if we if we, we can have that argument, but for the cultural appropriation argument, like it didn't make sense to me the first time, because I'll be freaking excited if I see that's someone else like, like. Okay, so this is the thing that sparked it, right? Some some um girl in the high school somewhere last I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. She went to prom and she wore a traditional Chinese dress. Yeah, Jap- it was actually Japanese. Japanese dress. Everybody was. I was like, what is wrong with it? Like she's going to prom. I'm like, she looks pretty. But again, is is that is like you know there are certain garments that represent um, different things. That represent like certain things. Like there are some things that you know the priests uh, that only like, um, and I know like uh, in an Indian society they also have things like that where you know some certain, certain garments are only to... worn at certain times for yeah, certain I did kinds read of someone make So if you're doing something like that, that aha, it's kind of, that's you know. Well, but see, that's the thing too. I get that, and I would expect someone to respect. Like, for example, if in Africa only the chief priest or the the I don't know the chief's right hand man carried a certain purse or a certain kind of purse, and then you went and you made your own purse and it looked like that, and then you wore it and you were like, "Oh, my white friend gave this purse to me." I'm gonna get mad. You see what I'm saying? But I I feel like it comes down to two things. People need to be a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, tolerant of other people trying to explore, as long as the people who are trying to explore recognize and appreciate. How do they the recognize and appreciate? That's no, my that's point. the thing. Look, this is my thing. For example, let's let's imagine for a second that this oh, garment. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Just turn that statement. Well, I think what you're trying, and I don't know what you're trying to say, but from my interpretation, what you're trying to say, when you say recognize and appreciate, you mean don't shit on the culture. So it's not necessarily like. Recognize and appreciate, but do not disregard. Recognize means don't disregard. No, it's it's they are kind of synonyms, but it's not entirely the same thing. But like, okay, <laughs> for example, let me let me make an example, right? The the Japanese situation, the girl with the Japanese um regalia, right? Mm-hmm. Someone might have made an argument. I don't know. I don't know specifically what that argument was, mm-hmm. but let's say that that garment or the kind of clothes. Um, clothing that she put on is typically worn by Japanese um, priests or something. I don't know. This is just an example, right? Mm-hmm. But she didn't know that that the significance of that attire was, you know, that deep. Mm, say attire one more time. Attire mm. was that deep for um, Jap- in Japanese culture. Now, this is my place. My place is you as an individual. Yeah. You need to understand what you're doing before you do it. Right, I feel you. So if I if I could interview this girl, my first question well, how, for her how would deep, be: How deep does this go? How, how deep does this go? Like I don't know. I just think it's a basic responsibility. If you're going I mean, to I share can't... and partake in the culture, know what you're doing. It's like going somewhere and then just following the crowd and like 
if I went to Brazil, which I hope to do one day, mm. I want to act like the Brazilians act. I want to do what they're doing because I understand what why they do what they do. Like, for example, there are certain cultures where everybody takes a nap at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the one person knocking on somebody's coffee shop door at 12 o'clock that you're trying to look for coffee. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to give you coffee. You have to go to sleep or go find some somewhere and be mm-hmm. until the, the stores reopen. That's what I'm saying. It's like... When you immerse yourself or when, if you make the decision that you're going to share in another person's culture, mm. understand it. That's, it's a basic responsibility. Honestly, if that girl had come out and said, and I don't know, maybe she did. I, I don't know. I didn't read every single article about it. Mm-hmm. But if she came out and said, yeah, I do recognize that priests wear this stuff, but it had this significance to me. Everyone can't do that. Like, it's every inherent. Time. It's inherent. That's why I yeah. said it's not, it's not so much as you have to recognize. It's, you, don't have to shit on. You don't have to disregard. Exactly. There are two different things. There are two. There are two totally different things. Like, cause I can't every time acknowledge that. Oh, I'm using a computer today. I need to recognize the makers of the first makers of. No, Amazon. of course. I'm walking uh, that's with my. Not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm walking with my shoes today. I need to recognize the Romans who invented shoes. Yeah. I'm using a fluorescent no, light bulb. No, I get that. I need that, to that recognize this is obvious things. These are obvious things. But I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm using it in a productive listen, way without so, disregarding. Thing, the origins of it right yes. i get that i get that right and my position is people shouldn't get mad at people who want to share in something that is beautiful but people get mad because there is a History. i guess obvious that but there's also something that or an obvious disregard using the word that you're using of the origins of that culture i.e kim kardashian and the bow bow braids what's up with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, she she was like over she wants here to talking about her hair. So, it, what's I was deal? look honestly, I thought she looked fabulous in the, like I was like go girl. I don't understand. Okay? I don't understand but her. everybody got mad because she appropriated the braids to somewhere, some film that she saw. Those people didn't start doing those type of braids. Those braids been around for some time, for some long, long time. Can I ask a stupid question? Yes. Is this a female thing or this is... It's a human being Is it a female thing, thing that ever, uh, all girls hate Kim Kardashian for some no, reason? No, 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 no. I don't hate her. Uh, she's pretty awesome. I mean, she's, you know, she's a businesswoman in her own right. She's okay. done things. I don't... I have nothing against, you know... I mean, I don't follow the Kardashians, but personally, they cool. Okay. They do what they do. <laughs> okay. And I mean that genuinely. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that with the utmost respect. I'm serious. I feel you. I really I feel I, wait. You don't. I feel, I feel you know what? You. Never, what mind. You, what? Never mind. What? Never what mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, but I mean, I don't know. The whole appropriation thing is a whole other topic on its own. But anyway, yeah. So culture, guys. Hey, it's up to you, man. This is my opinion, man. Man, it's up to you, man. Oh, okay. Um, go back to the African accent, please. Shut up. <laughs> I don't you know what's... Um, but anyway, so do what you can to keep your culture. I mean, this is my personal um, opinion about this, but I will do my best when I do have kids in the future to, mm. you know, make sure that I teach them the little that I know and mm. make sure that they recognize and, you know, are able to say, this is where I'm from. This is where my lineage goes back to. Teach this them is the history and make sure they understand the core value. Exactly. Of the and they can transfer that. So regardless that. of how evolved the culture and is. And honestly, I feel like it's not even that difficult. Yeah. Like the whole, I get that, you know, if you give somebody a barrel or a drum, they're going to probably come out with one cup. But I feel like you can get more than one. Maybe you can get like no, 10 cups. You can, again, that was one like, gallon, I was talking about least. the whole culture, but the value system, like I got 100% of that barrel. 
like in the value. Exactly. If you teach your kids how to, how to communicate, for instance, you teach them their ABCs. Exactly. And not they don't, Regardless you, of whether the medium of communication is via mail, yep. via email, yep. via text, yep. via shouting, yep. via, I don't know, pigeons, whatever it is, they know how to communicate. So regardless of the shape or form, the medium of communication takes They will the adapt future, to that shape or form and, and send the same message. Send the same message. So that's yeah. it. So And, you know, it makes things easier because I think the values is the core values that's is, where we should be looking yeah, and the core values is not as attention. much as the whole culture so it's something yeah. that's easily it's trans- not as shifty as you know yeah and it's something that you know is easily transferable you know and no not easily but you well, know i was about to say that's that's not easy in a few years you know unlike you know no one can know everything about a culture but the core yeah. values you can easily transfer that in a few years especially yeah. in the early stages of life so yeah. when next you see your grandkids Tongwa, um tell them i said hi and uh yeah i don't blame you so funny you want, story you want to drop uh our social media are we done do you, do you have i was gonna say a funny story but never mind um so we're yeah, on I want to hear the story well it was in line with this and whole you have thing a so sense of humor oh god oh god <laughs> so this lady um she's a an entrepreneur and she's a businesswoman and you know so she sent out a chat a text message which got shared a bunch of times and ended up in my whatsapp box um and she was talking about young women who think that they have arrived because they're now business women and influencers and all these things and they walk in the room and they don't say hi to their elders or they don't greet their elders. They don't recognize people who have been before them, mm, their uncles and you know like how, an African thing. Oh yeah. She was she was mm. she was firing away. She was like, I am a businesswoman in my own right, but if I enter mm. a room I give respect. If I see someone who's older than me, I address them accordingly. Like, I'm not going to just mm. go and be calling people high and just saying all these type of things. And she mm. was like, if, and that goes, I give the respect. So I'm going to expect it. So if you see me and you're younger than me, I don't need you calling me Yuri. You're not my age mates. <laughs> you need to address me properly. That, that's a whole different thing. Cause look, I, I, I was the uh, president of my high school alumni association, right? And. And we, we went back to school one year uh, to go and see the kids. Like 10 years after I graduated, I went back to school to do a school project, blah, 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 see the kids who were in school and I just reminisce. And everyone who went with me, like my classmates and all, you know, were complaining that, hey, you know, wow, I can't believe the, the school is this way. This kids are not imbibing the truth. Because I went to a military school and military school when I was growing up was like, People left high school to join the army directly because the army <laughs> regarded our school as, you know, we had enough military training if we went through that school just to show, you know, the wow. severity of. But that's why you know, you're so brass. They they look they okay. look at it as being watered down now. Mm-hmm. Like hey, you know, we don't have all those like you know military. It's not as bad as it used to. Blah blah blah. And I was like, you guys know that this was the same thing they were saying about us when we we're here, right? And people who went to school the school in the eighties were coming back and telling us, oh, you guys, you guys don't have, have it easy. We, so look, that whole generational thing, like old old guys, young guys. Look, no, but I agree though. I agree with what she said because I'm like I'm one of those people who I I like to recognize people who have done the work, and I like to recognize people who. I, I, no, you know what? I think sometimes communication is key. Also, it's the sometimes fa- it's the not fa- what the, you the say; fa- it's how the, you say it. It's not even about saying anything. It's about and when I say communication, it doesn't necessarily need to be vocal communication. The way. Some a generation communicates something might not be the same way the generation before them were accustomed to communicating that same thing. So if they don't communicate it the same way, it might seem, it might look on the onset that 
these guys are flouting the the rules of the deal. These guys are spoiled. Yeah, but these guys see, that's the thing, whatever. though. But if you have one intention, right? We were. I brought this up because you talked about the respect thing. Mm-hmm. How you know such core values transcend over time and over generations, depending, mm-hmm. irrespective of the mediums mm-hmm. through which you. So the to fact that someone walked into the room and there's one way to communicate respect. Okay. In my opinion, there is one right? way. Okay. There, this is my opinion, right? I mean, I don't. Maybe there's not one way, but like it's. When you communicate respect, the message is received. You sound like an African mom right now. No, I'm serious. I understand what you're saying. Because if you walk in a room, okay. So and I, you... again, I'm gonna, I'm, again, I'm gonna take this back to my previous argument. Is communicate is is not communicating respect the way you're accustomed to the same as disrespect. No. So what are we talking about? No, we're talking about that's what I'm saying. It is not but this this lady respect. from the story that I told. No, she's accustomed to receiving respect a certain way. No, that was not her argument. Maybe that's what well, me no, telling just, the story let, let trans- me, from my understanding. Like she's accustomed to receiving respect a certain way. If she and it's just it boils down to do communicating with pigeons and phones and texts, different mm-hmm. mediums of communication. She's accustomed to a phone, for instance. Mm-hmm. If someone tries to communicate via USPS. Mm-hmm. Or via the post office, she she she's not familiar with that version of respect, and she just feels that. Yeah, but see, my argument though in response to that is respect will transcend the mode of communication because if someone doesn't feel respected, now that's what I'm saying. The fact that the person didn't act, and I'm I know wrong, you're saying this in regards is, is to that how being addressed not, a not certain do, way. Yeah, not doing that is that disrespect. That's that's the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. That she didn't communicate respect in the way uh, the elders did it, right? Mm-hmm. But does that necessarily translate into disrespect? Does that necessarily mean walking into a room and telling everyone "fuck you"? Not really, not necessarily. So but wh- see, this wh- is what's, my thing, what's though. The line? I guess maybe I'm partial to the the old way of showing respect. Yeah, you're born I, in I believe, honestly, I, I believe so. that if you walk in a room and you mean well and you mean to give somebody respect or you mean to 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 what if hold shy? someone in a certain type of esteem. What, what if, what it's if the going person to translate. is shy? Yeah, maybe the person is shy. Shy people, they have their place in the world, right? It makes sense. I get what you're saying. You know, in so, some, you know, in some circles, like actually, in some African circles, actually stepping into a room where there are elders and you like just box yourself like in the corner and not saying nothing. You know, that's considered respect. Like in some African cultures, if you walk into a room where your elders are and you talk when your elders are there, even if you are talking to greet them and say, hello, good afternoon, hello, though, like, why are you talking? Well, I don't like, know about that. Young I know that greeting has elders. always No, I'm just been. saying it's different. Yeah. It depends on the country. I'm just saying, or the tribe, you know, uh-huh. some, you, and unfortunately this goes for, I mean, it's, it's not supposed to be so, but this goes for women too. Like in some places where the men are gathered in some tribes, women are not expected to speak. Uh-huh. Now, if someone from a different tribe is there and the woman is not speaking, uh, we're like, why didn't you greet me? Why didn't you acknowledge my presence? But I was uh-huh. trained not to speak. Well, see, there are nuances, right? There are nuances in in the whole, you know. So, I guess in 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 essence, the whole concept of yeah, in essence, the whole concept of the medium doesn't have to change, or the medium could change, but the message doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really apply. So, communicating respect can be communicated in different ways. You, it cannot. Is, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is, again, again, I ask, again, I ask, is not showing respect in the way that you're used to 
it does equivalent not equate, to disrespect. No, it does not equate so, to disrespect. So why are we no, having this argument? No, we're not having an argument. I'm just saying that if someone is supposed to feel respected, they're going to feel respected. That's my that's my thing. I don't know. I, it's a weird, like, it's a whole, it's a, the whole thing is just weird. Anyway, guys. Um, I don't know why I'm worried about losing your culture. You already no, have the African am. woman in you. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not worried for myself. I'm worried for other people and just the general culture in general. Okay. That's, you know, I, for myself, I'm good. The only problem I have is this whole accent thing, which I'm working on. But anyway, okay. um, thanks, guys, for listening to us. Um, this has been actually a really fun episode, in my opinion. Um, listen, like, share, comment. Please tell us what you're thinking. Um, we're on Facebook, um, Culture Class Podcast. We're on Instagram, Culture Class Podcast. We're on Twitter, Culture Class Pod. And you can email us at cultureclasspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email Tonga asking her for a birth certificate since she keeps lying about her age. Like I said, he will do this every single episode. So brace yourselves. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.